Good afternoon. Good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we speak with leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jordan Sakara, who is a senior marketing leader of IKEA Canada. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. How are you, Jordan? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, first off, uh, I'd like to start these on a little more personal level, get to know the, uh, the individuals you're speaking with. So we'd love to know a little bit more about you, your background, uh, and your role at uh, IKEA Canada. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so I'm here at IKEA Canada. I've been here uh, just over five years now, all within the marketing function. So um, yeah, started as a, a marketing specialist and worked through different functions all across marketing. Uh, my current role right now is the marketing campaign leader, as well as the customer engagement and loyalty manager. So my role right now kind of focuses on expansion and meeting the customer and new customer meeting points, as well as our CRM portfolio of emails, push and pull triggers, uh, as well as our loyalty programs with IKEA for Business and IKEA Family. So our B2C uh, loyalty program and our B2B loyalty program. So um, yeah, have always been within kind of the, the marketing function over the last five years. And yeah, here in outside of Toronto, Ontario. And yeah, it's been really, really fun a journey and continue to go. And um, yeah, IKEA has always been a, a dream of mine to work on. So when people say really living the dream, I guess I've been doing that over the last five years. That's great. Uh, maybe a fun fact. Uh, is there something you enjoy outside of work? Uh, do you have yeah. 14 kids? Do you like to parasail? Uh, definitely not parasailing. I think I exceed the weight limit for that. Um, but from my perspective, outside of work, yeah, you probably can't see it on me, but I have two Huskies. Um, they take up a lot of time. They have a lot of energy and uh, yeah, going on different hikes or trails with them. That's always a good time. Um, I enjoy cooking. One of the projects I actually worked on with IKEA was developing a sustainable cookbook a couple of years back. So still trying to, yeah, finish all the recipes in that book has always been a, has been a, a kind of personal challenge of mine to do them all. Okay, great. Uh, when uh, IKEA Canada, uh, obviously people are very familiar with IKEA. Uh, can you give us a short history of IKEA Canada, what you guys do, how many locations, uh, how you guys approach the market? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, IKEA Canada is obviously a, a vision-based brand and company. So our goal is really to create a better everyday life for the many people, especially the many Canadians from my perspective. And we've been doing that over the last 45 years here in Canada. Uh, and we do that through our set of committed values that include, you know, togetherness, cost consciousness, sustainability, caring for our people and our planet, a number of uh, those different values. Um, and we have 14 full-size stores across Canada. So when it comes to penetration, our footprint is actually kind of small considering how big Canada is. But we have 14 stores from uh, the West Coast to the East Coast. Um, and now we've started opening new excess uh, formats, so extra small stores, more focused on city center penetration. Um, so we have one downtown Toronto, and we're going to be opening another in Scarborough, which is a suburb outside of Toronto um, this summer. Um, yeah, when it comes to, you know, making home furnishing accessible for the many, that is really our vision and what we do um, so well and what we uh, continue to do. 
Okay. Um, your loyalty program, IKEA family. Uh, can you talk to, to us a little bit about the program, how it was established, how it works, kind of the value and benefits that you and, and the customers receive from the program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our IKEA family program is our B2C loyalty program. So these are really our most valuable, our most loyal customers, um, the ones that really do love this brand. They tell us when they're happy. They tell us their ideas. They show us how they use our brand with UGC content. They are a really engaged loyalty base. Uh, they visit us more than everybody else. And they are, you know, they're really part of the team, really. So my team's role is to ensure that our IKEA family members feel supported, rewarded, inspired, and valued on, you know, everything that we do through our business. Um, and if you sign up to be a family member, you get, you know, access to rewards, discounts, events, um, different surprise and delight moments throughout the year. Um, and it is, you know, quick and easy to do. So some of those benefits, you know, member benefits, uh, we do monthly contesting, exclusive newsletters, bonus meals in our restaurant. So there are a range of, you know, over 10 different benefits uh, that you get access to when becoming a family member. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a super robust program that we just continue to grow. Uh, and it's becoming more and more of a priority for our overall business model uh, moving forward. That's awesome. Um, one of the areas that uh, we talk about a lot at Loyalty360 uh, in, in our member community, we have 140 members and growing. We meet on different topics and employee engagement is one of those topics that brands really uh, are focused on. Uh, some are challenged to do it well. Is it during training? Is it ongoing? So, you know, how does employee engagement, employee loyalty fit into the customer experience, customer loyalty discussion? Yeah, super critical for us. So one of our values is caring for people in the planet. And uh, that includes our people. So that includes our coworkers, our employees here at IKEA. So our coworkers really are our most valuable asset. We really do mean that when it comes to meeting the customer. And I think from a loyalty perspective, it's no different. So the more that we can actually empower and support our coworkers, since they're the ones who meet our loyalty members on the day to day, the more motivated and collaborative and effective they are at providing kind of that most optimal best IKEA experience for our members, both loyalty and not. So, you know, regardless of working with the loyalty program, um, our coworker engagement is really that tangible experience. So we spend from this, our service office, our corporate office, and my team spend a lot of our time empowering and inspiring our coworkers on the front line to be able to provide that experience, whether that's knowledge or through training or um, through understanding of the benefits or engaging through events or contests and all those different things. Um, so that is really where we focus uh, and how we can encourage our coworkers to bring that experience to life for our loyalty members on the day to day. So yeah, it's, there really is no success of our loyalty program without our coworkers on the front line that bring it to life. Okay. And, and when you look at uh, kind of the training, the ongoing training, uh, the, the, the focus that you put on the employee, how do you, how does Ikea do that in such an effective way? Yeah. Well, the, I think that's one of the, maybe one of the benefits of having fewer locations, right? We have 14 full-size units with a couple other customer meeting points. So we're able to take kind of more of that investment working cross-functionally with different comms functions, different marketing functions, uh, and bring the teams together. So not only is that through, um, you know, monthly touch bases, it's through personal relationships and one-on-one -on -one relationships with the individuals in the units that are 
leading that agenda. Uh, it's providing toolkits. It's providing resources. It's providing just access to thought leaders or best practices. And then more so really encouraging the different units and different loyalty teams within the units to speak to each other. So how do we actually, you know, they really are the experts. We can be experts in a subject matter, but when it comes to bringing that subject matter to life, they're the ones that are living and breathing that every day. So they're the first ones to understand when something's not working. They're the first ones to understand when our loyalty members are appreciating or not appreciating something. Um, so I think it's important to listen and we focus on really taking that feedback and consolidating it and providing solutions from a service office perspective. Uh, and we really focus our teams on how do we serve our units and how do we provide them with those solutions uh, to, you know, to improve on whatever our program uh, benefits are. So, yeah, it's it really is a, a give and take and a, and a back and forth between um, investment of time. That's really what it comes down to. So we're, we've been able to do that and we just make it a priority to do so. How do you, uh, as a brand, listen to and engage some of that feedback, that voice and employee feedback uh, that requests in, into your customer experience, customer loyalty strategy? You talked about you helping develop develop the sustainability uh, cookbook. How, how do you incorporate other employee feedback requests into your customer experience, customer loyalty uh, strategies? So, yeah, when we actually execute or roll out different programs or initiatives into the units, it's always part of the process, typically early on to where we would actually share with our coworkers in our units um, what our ideas are. What are the programs that are coming down the line? What are things that we're looking to execute from a national perspective before it ever gets to them? So, A, we bring them in early and we're always considering the voice of the coworker and how it will impact their day to day as a primary objective. It's not an afterthought. It really is prioritized in the different programs that we roll out. So I think that's really key. It's not just trying to push a corporate agenda or narrative and then follow up after. We really do bring them in early. Um, and then once we actually launch, it's kind of twofold. We are feedback is always a part of the progress. So whether that's through different digital formats or through surveying or through one-on-one -on -one meetings, we always make time to do that. Um, but then when we're listening, we actually take that and then we pull all of that information together to be accessible to other coworkers who may have the same challenges. And then when we start the next project, whether that's a 2.0 or you know developing something new, we always start with that coworker feedback again. So it becomes that cycle of, constant engagement with our coworkers and our leaders in our units, um, the feedback that they give us, and then, you know, taking the intention of always applying that wherever possible to not only improve the experience for our coworkers, but obviously to optimally improve that experience for our, our loyalty members as well. Okay. Emotional loyalty is another, uh, you know, focus of many brands uh, when it pertains to customer experience and customer loyalty. Uh, you know, is how important is emotional loyalty to IKEA Canada and how do you go about engendering emotional loyalty? Yeah. I think emotional loyalty is becoming more and more important as the category continues to be stretched, as wallets continue to be stretched, as more and more competition comes in. So I think it's extremely important and it's important to IKEA for long term growth and creating that connection between us and our customers. And considering that our loyalty members are those customers who 
kind of are most engaged with the brand, I think it just kind of hyper intensifies that importance. So, you know, when we're looking at, um, you know, how can we continue to do that? We're doing it from a marketing function perspective of keeping the customer at the focus. So whether that's relevant customer insights that we're using to develop our brand strategies or platforms or campaigns, and then how do we ensure that loyalty and CRM and everything that we do in this function is an extension of that and really building off the fundamentals of um, that kind of emotional loyalty and development with our with our customers, right? So when it comes down to it, it's how do we provide those solutions that are the most relevant to our customers? We hear them, we're providing that emotional connection, but we're also providing that tangible, attainable solution because really one without the other kind of throws off the balance. So it's not just lip service of, you know, connecting to a brand, but we want to be solving a problem and making a better everyday life at home actually attainable for them in a sustainable, affordable way. So for us, we're always trying to balance kind of the short term practicality of it, but also the long term emotional brand building of uh, of what the marketing function contributes to. Okay. Uh, you talked about uh, you know wallets being stretched. Uh, it's a, kind of a challenging economic environment right now. Uh, you know, strong job growth still uh, in North America. Uh, inflation is still high, uh, coming down a little bit. Hopefully, you know, can customer loyalty and, and a customer loyalty program be a hedge against some of this uncertainty? The relationships you uh, develop with customers, the engagement. You know, uh, you know, how can or is that possible through a, a loyalty program to be the hedge? Mm-hmm. I think it really is leveraging your loyalty program, understanding that those are your customers that are the most connected to you uh, and the most engaged. Really, how can you provide that optimal experience that separates you, that's true to your brand, um, but is really providing value, emotional relevance, content relevance, driven by customer insights? Uh, How personal can you actually get in the content and the solutions that you're delivering? And how can you really set yourself up for success by tapping into all of those insights that typically a loyalty program can give you access to? So it's really leveraging the value of it and not letting it sit on a shelf, but actually applying those learnings into your business strategy or into the experience that you're providing. Uh, And all of that really comes from keeping your customer at the focus of your business. Um, and keeping that loyalty member at the focus of what you do so well. So I think if you stay true to your brand and what you do really well with your customer at the focus, um, that really allows the kind of the optimal solution to be able to sustain uh, your business as best as as best as you can in this kind of uncertain times. Um, But yeah, keeping the customer at the focus and true to your brand for us are those immovable pillars, really. Okay. There's a great deal of discussion uh, within our community around uh, customers changing how they evolved or uh, changed during COVID, how they're changing coming out of COVID. And now with some of this economic uncertainty we have changing potentially again, you know, how do you think your customers are changing at Okaiki and maybe through in kind of the the, the, the industry uh, in mm-hmm. general? What, what are you seeing? Yeah, I think, you know, everybody's been feeling the COVID effect. We always like to say that our, our coworkers are our first customers. So we're, we see it internally. We see it as Canadians continue to change. So I do think that's true. I think a lot of us have maybe become a little bit more digitally savvy or digitally inclined uh, in the way that we do. But we do see an eagerness of our customers to get back to 
the touch and feel of the experience. I think in the the category that we're in with home furnishing, it really plays a big role in in that customer journey. So we see kind of uh, this ropo effect that is starting to decline a little bit of researching online and purchasing offline. It was obviously really high through COVID, um, but we're starting to see kind of the resurgence of getting back to um, that kind of touch and feel. Um, yeah, we see that through where our visitation is going. Um, we see that through where our customers are actually investing. So as a value-based retailer, our focus is really on the many and how can we make that quality, affordable home furnishing accessible in a way that they want it accessible. So whether that's a digital solution or an in-person solution, um, how can we kind of tailor it to the experience that they're looking for? and um, making those kind of adjustments along the way. You know, it's been adjusted incredibly here in Canada over the last three years, um, but we continue to make those adjustments every day. Absolutely. When you look at, uh, you know, what's next? Uh, customer loyalty is evolving rapidly, uh, different technologies, trying to get technologies to work processes, you know, but what's the next big thing for customer loyalty, customer experience that IKEA Canada is focused on? Yeah. I think what we're really investigating and looking into are more experience-based rewards. So when we're talking about a loyalty program, we know a lot of things are usually based on transactional or purchase. So I think when it comes to kind of that emotional connection that we were talking about earlier, looking at those different experience opportunities and how can we engage with our coworkers to build that emotional connection through experience? What are the values connected around that? So I think that's a a key category that we're looking into. And then I think kind of under the hood or behind the scenes, it's really about, you know, the predictive analytics of everything that we do. How can we really provide our customers with the most relevant message at the most relevant channel at the most relevant time, right? So I think those two things are kind of the future for us and what we're really looking to invest in. Um, all with the intention of making that customer experience optimal, memorable, and meaningful um, from the eyes of the customer. Okay. Uh, other customer loyalty programs, processes that you, that you see, are there other programs that you are extremely loyal to, uh, you think that do a good job with their customer loyalty efforts? Yeah, Canadians, when it comes to a loyalty landscape, we are extremely mature. I, I forget the last data, but I'm, I think the average Canadian is a part of like seven to 10 loyalty programs. We have a lot of, uh, of appetite for loyalty programs. I think my wallet is full of them. Um, but for me, one of the ones that I get the most value out of really is the scene program here okay. in Canada. Um, I don't know if they have it in the in the US, but um, yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with movies, the value that they add, kind of the um, the transparent transactional nature of it is kind of what I would notice a lot of Canadians appreciate and that I appreciate. But it's really connected to the value and the experience of movie going and everything involved with that. So um, I think through COVID, it was one of those ones that I missed. So I feel like if you're missing a loyalty program, that's obviously indication that they're doing something uh, really well. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Seen as a, a member of Loyalty 360, uh, they be uh, you oh, know nice. very engaged. We actually just did uh, published a case study on them uh, yesterday. Uh, went live on on the website. So uh, uh, very good, very good guys. Uh, we love what they do. Uh, so yeah, great program, and uh, good to hear that. That's that's the one one you admire. So great. Yeah. 
Uh, last question, a little bit self-serving here, but you know, what can Loyalty360 do to help you and your team with your customer loyalty efforts? Yeah, I think the obviously we're in an industry that continues to change. It's different six months ago as it was now, and it'll be different six months from now, right? So I think really providing kind of those category insights, the customer insights, what's really driving the customer is always extremely valuable. Um, those proven examples and cases, I think one of the main things is that nobody likes to talk about, like, where are the things that we shouldn't be doing? Like, where are the cases that added so much value, but from a failure perspective, you know, from an Ikea perspective, like we are not afraid to fail. We're not afraid to swing big and try something. So a lot of the times it's like, you know, what doesn't work? Where are those kind of yield signs along the way? So I always find that interesting. Um, and then, yeah, the connection to the, you know, like-minded individuals into this loyalty space. I think there's always that, you know, saying of iron sharpening iron and like-minded people that are passionate about this category um, is extremely valuable just to have that dialogue. So I think as a facilitator of those things, it, it provides um, provides a lot of value. Excellent. Yeah, we try to do as much as we can in that regard. We meet with brands uh, on a weekly basis on different topics. I think this week we had a couple different discussions. Uh, we actually had Bank of America led a discussion about how to uh, communicate uh, challenges and uh, changes in a customer loyalty program, right? So I think to your point, having a community that is open to share and discuss what's working, but also what's not working, mm -hmm. uh, it can be very powerful. So uh, I appreciate your feedback for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, it was great getting to know you a little bit, Jordan, and uh, learning more about the IKEA Canada customer loyalty offering, your employee engagement focus. So uh, it was great to connect with you and thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, and everyone, thank you very much for taking the time to listen today and make sure you join us back for another edition of our Leaders in Customer Loyalty series soon. Have a wonderful day.